0: In the spirit of vulnerability, this COVID time is taking a toll on me. I don't know if you feel the same, but uh, I have no doubt that many of you uh, may feel the same in various areas of your life. Uh, I've talked to person after person this season, and uh, there's this sense that uh, there's like this continuous anxiety that's like this fog in the air that just doesn't seem to clear it's like you keep waking up day after day with the same sense of, man, is this, is this ending? Is this going to end? Is this ever going to be over? And there's just this anxiety in the air that just hovers. Uncertainty around things like what's the best decision for schools and churches and work environments to who you can and cannot see to all of the economic stresses to even, if you're like me, surveying which restaurants near you have the best outdoor patio that's gonna give you the best shot at social distancing. Um, Just a strange moment. I've even been concerned about the guy jogging down the road, wondering if him breathing next to me heavily is gonna have any impact and should I care. Things like that that we're actually not equipped for or preparing for and we thought it was just gonna be a few months and it just continues to seem to linger. Um, Many of you know that reading books is one of my favorite things to do in all of the world. And uh, I'll just say since April, I have not been able to read deeply or for a long period of time, since that time. And um, in this season, I have just recently given myself permission to have grace, grace on myself and grace on others for this fact that things are changing. Things are actually physiologically changing in this season in your body. When you think about your brain, for example, your hippocampus, which is where you store your working memory and even long-term memories, the neurons in that part of your brain are shrinking, meaning your working memory day to day it's more and more difficult than it's ever been. And in your amygdala, the fight or flight part of your brain, those neurons are expanding. In other words, because of the continuous stress and anxiety, the fog that we feel like we're living in, because of that, your body is physiologically telling you often that there is a lion down the street and you need to be careful. It's having that kind of impact on our well-being. So I would just say, if you connect with any of this so far, know that you're not alone. And also understand that there are physiological things happening right now in your body. And so I think my pastoral word to begin with this morning would simply to be, have grace on yourself. It's a really difficult season. And may the grace that you feel on yourself, A, from God, and B, that you're giving yourself, may that flow out of you to give grace to others. Because this is a time where we need a spirit of grace and mercy more than any other, at least in the history that I've been alive for. And so let me begin that with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into today's text. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I pray a release, a release of your grace into us and through us for the world. Would we have grace in ourselves, and would we see more of your kingdom in a strange moment where your kingdom wants to come through in the midst of whatever darknesses we face. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, well, welcome. If you're joining us here at Mars Hill from afar, uh, we just want to say welcome to you. We are a local church in uh, the Grand Rapids area of Michigan. And uh, for those of you that are a part of our community, what a joy it is to continue to journey together, uh, even in this format. Uh, Let's take a little detour today from the Gospel of John. We've been sitting into John, just working our way slowly through the life and ministry of Jesus uh, for the last few months. And so today, I just want to take a little detour to the book of Deuteronomy. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to Deuteronomy 31. Also, if you're watching church online, there's an actual section of that where you can turn into the Bible and uh, turn with us to uh, see what God's Word has for us this day. Now, I'll frame this text by simply saying I've been thinking a lot about these passages for the last month. Uh, They've just been a narrative where Moses is uh, at the end of his life. And he's considering his legacy and what is next for him. And it's just a fascinating sort of thing that's happening in the midst of uh, a spiritual community with the people of Israel. So if you would turn with me to Deuteronomy 31, we're just going to cover a couple passages this morning. So I'll read it over us. It reads, Then Moses, he went out, and he spoke these words to all Israel. I am now a hundred and twenty years old, and I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. I love that. Go back for just a second. Like this promise that the personalities of this world, the heroes, the prophets, all awesome, awesome things, but it's the presence of God that guides us. It's the presence of God that we look to in all of our seasons to say, where shall we go and whom shall we follow? It's the presence of God. So this next passage here. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. It seems like time and time again in God's sacred word, it's just that incredible promise. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The presence of God is is with you. For 40 years, here's Moses, tilling the hearts of the people, tilling the soil of their souls for 40 long years. But it was Joshua who, with the Israelites, would build the future. Moses was tasked to lead the people out of this one space that they had previously occupied, and into this kind of other space, but it was Joshua and not Moses who would lead them into the next space. Moses is sort of transitional. Joshua had a mantle of permanence. And this is the essence of where I wanna take us this morning. This text is so thick with, I think, revelation of where we are as Mars Hill right now and some things that are happening in our body that are leading us forward. Now, one of the joys of living in West Michigan as you probably well know if you are from this area, is the beautiful and sprawling body of water on our shores, right? Like there are times when, I mean, have you ever been on a kind of beach where it's just sand, as far as the eye can see, there's nothing but sand. And so you can look up and walk and you're just going and it's beautiful and you're looking at the coast, you're looking at what's coming up, it's just amazing. This place I was at a few weeks ago, this was in Northern Michigan, and uh, I was recently walking up one of their beaches. And it was a very different kind of a beach for me. It was a beach that was full of rocks. And that's a very different thing than walking the beach where it's just sand as far as the eye can see. When it's rock after rock after rock, it's a very different thing because you don't orient your head up and out. You actually are looking down and taking stock of everything in your path to ensure that you're going where you long to go. And so your attention is just captivated by the next step. And it was this amazing image for me as I was walking along this beach of what's actually happening in my heart and how I can sort of make sense in my own life of what pre-COVID and post-COVID has been like for me and the Cheryl family. Pre-COVID, on that beach, my head was down. I'm navigating thing after thing all the things that we've been longing for at Mars Hill, all of the incredible opportunities and all of the challenges that we are navigating day after day after day. So my steps pre-COVID were about careful, just movement into the next right thing. And then the pandemic hit and the lives we had been living, the routines, the patterns, the behaviors, like you get it, many of these just sort of stopped. And it's almost like the rocks that we had been navigating are cleared out and you look up and you just have time for the dust to settle. And you realize a little bit about what it is that you are doing and where it is that you are going. And so I think in some sense, crises can actually create a strange sense of clarity. Let me say that again. I, I know that the pandemic has caused all sorts of chaos, but at the same time, Crises can also create kinds of clarity where we get focus and a sense of priority that shift and sort of come into being for maybe a while that we haven't actually noticed. A friend of mine recently said this to me, AJ, it is in moments of acute stress that we have the opportunity to reevaluate what matters most. It is in moments of acute stress that we have an opportunity to reevaluate what matters most. What matters most? At the end of March, two weeks after life seemingly stopped and the beach cleared, Elena, my wife, approached me and uh, invited me into her longings. She said, AJ, your mother was recently diagnosed with cancer, and she lives in the South, and we can't see her now, and she's all alone. And she said, AJ, my mother is a widow, and she lives in the South, and we can't see her now, and she's all alone. AJ, your daughter is an only child, and she cannot see her family. And she is quarantined from her friends. And so aside from hanging out with mom and dad, some of you know how that goes, she feels alone. And she said, I think that um, we should potentially consider moving south in this next season as a way of honoring our family and caring for our child. I said, that's news to me. I mean, um, that wasn't the plan. That's, That's not... That's not sort of where we've been headed. I have my head down and I'm navigating these rocks and we're taking one step at a time, but, I'll, but let's pray about it. I'm definitely open to that. And you know, I am a disciple, husband, father, and pastor in that order. And if I'm going to be intentional about actually having integrity, uh, I need to take that order seriously. And you as my spouse, I take your longings more seriously than anyone else's on planet earth and we submit that to the Spirit. So let's pray. And the next week, out of the blue, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a quarantine, one day we received call after call after call after call after call to go pastor in various places around the country. It's never happened to me like that. It was bizarre. Didn't expect it in the middle of a pandemic, but as we prayed, we just started to receive all of these invitations all over the all over the country, and three of those were in the South within close driving distance of my family, and so it was just a strange few weeks there, end of March, beginning of April, where I just began to open my heart and say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Because this is not the plan, but I'm listening. So I surveyed the strengths of the Mars Hill community, check. I surveyed the gifts of our Mars Hill staff, it's wow. Check. I surveyed the health of our Mars Hill finances. Check. And so we decided to put our house on the market just to see what would happen. And it sold the first day. Check. And so it began to occur to me over these months that maybe strangely, maybe this is actually the right time for me to make space for the next leader or the next leaders of Mars Hill Bible Church. I began to think, AJ, maybe you've completed the assignment that God's given you here and the baton is ready to be passed on. And like Moses, you have spent a little less than 40, but four years tilling the soil of these souls, leading this people into a different space with a different vision. In a new conviction. But like Moses, A.J., you will need to get out of the way so that the next Joshua can come in and build on that foundation. And as you may know, these past years I was assigned to lead Mars Hill into a very different spiritual space than we'd previously been in. A space that put Jesus back on the center stage. A space that prioritized the presence of the Holy Spirit and a commitment to the sacraments. A space that's staffed toward racial reconciliation and the consistent presence of women in the preaching role in our church. A space that established deep formation with the creation of our formation school and a return to house churches. And after four years, this is precisely where we are. And maybe like Moses, my call here was to transition the people from the past and prepare them to inherit a new kind of future, but that I actually wouldn't be the one that builds it. And that brings a sense of sadness to my heart. But I'll say in the midst of that, what I felt more than anything is just a tremendous sense of peace. It's amazing how the peace of God transcends whatever chaos or discouragements or sense of discontent that we feel the peace of God is such a, it's such an equalizer and a totalizer of taking care of our souls and telling us it's going to be just fine, it's going to be better than you even think. And we just have a tremendous sense of peace. At the end of August, we've determined to transition my role as your lead pastor and I believe this is what the Spirit is doing for both my family and the family of Mars Hill Bible Church. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, Oh boy, here we go again. Another transition. Another one again. We've been here 20 years or however long you've committed to this body. And I would say this to that I'd caution putting this present transition into the same transition you've experienced in the past here. There is no theological conflict here, there is no relational divide that's happening. I love this church. I support and love our leadership. They support me. There is no moral or financial dispute. This is a personal call that me and my family are being obedient to. My marriage is thriving. I love Elena today more than I have loved her at any other time in our marriage. Our love has only grown in these years. Our staff here is incredible, extremely competent. And I believe that they are poised to lead like never before in our church. Our elders are amazing. An incredible and differentiated group of leaders that love Jesus and want to see Mars Hill Bible Church flourish in the days ahead. The elders have all heard my heart and my reasoning on this matter and affirm that our transition is motivated by a godly conviction. So to that end, I want to invite our elder chair up. She's one of my dearest friends here in West Michigan. And uh, her name is Susan Lucart. If you haven't met her, you need to. And I want her to share a little bit of her heart with you because she's incredible, she's faithful, and she is just one of the most most wonderful humans that I've ever met in my life. And so if you've not met Susan, this is Susan. And before you go into any instruction for us, I just want to affirm you and say that the leadership, the organization, and the spiritual invitation that you have created for our elders and that you long for for our church is his joy. It has been these last few years serving with you, so easy to serve alongside of you, and I just trust your leadership. In fact, um, when I candidated for this role, Susan was the first one to call me, and she said, hey, we've been listening to your teachings, and we would like to talk. And I think you know this, but if you don't, I have saved that voicemail on my phone, and it is there to this day. And I will keep it there as long as, well, as long as my cell phone company will have it there. But it's just like a continual reminder of my first step in contact with this church was you. And I'm grateful for you, I love you, and I'm grateful for your leadership.
1: Thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. It's my turn to say a few things to you. Um, As you know, five years ago, we set out on a search And we had priorities as an elder group and as a staff, to look for somebody who would lead us deeper into our spiritual life here at Mars Hill. We wanted to grow roots. We wanted to practice spiritual formation. We wanted to have more substance and be more mature as Christians. That was one thing we were looking for. Another thing was a really good teacher. Um, It's in our DNA at Mars Hill to have good teaching. So that was a priority, and then the one of the most important things that we were looking for was a leader who was a man of God and who had a heart for God and had god 's heart and um, You have been that for us. I mean our search landed on you, and you 've been that for us and when I look back on it, um, you ha- we have grown roots, the soil has been tilled um, The Spirit is alive here. We experience it within our practices here. Um, The Eucharist has been more meaningful than I could have ever imagined. Uh, We feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and it is because of your leadership. And I could say a few things personally. I am um, old enough to be older than your mother, but I think of you as my pastor and my teacher and my friend um, and I have to say, um, personally, if I'm any uh, of a barometer here, as a person who listens every week, I've grown in my maturity. Um, I pray more. I um, have invited some practices into my daily life that I um, have helped me become more mature, to have more peace. Um, I feel more like I belong to Mars Hill than ever, and I've been here since the beginning. Hmm. And I do believe that is under your leadership. So um, it's with sadness but peace that we look to the future. Um, The elders all would agree with me. Um, We've had these conversations. There is a, a holy unitedness about us regarding your leaving. We trust you, we trust the Spirit in you, um and we will miss you so much, but we believe this is God's timing too, mm. and um he's in charge, this is his church, and we um we bless you, um, and yeah, it is with sadness but peace that we say that, um, and it is also with anticipation for what God's gonna do yes. next, so this isn't the end. This is a farewell, yes. and we're invested in what you do next because you're our kid too. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
1: Um, and then I would I would say to you, our church, our congregation, that the elders are united and completely supportive of this decision of AJ's. We've known for just a little bit longer than you have. Um, and we've gone through all those stages of loss that you will probably experience. Um, but we have come to a peace. And our encouragement as elders is that you give it time because the spirit will come in and will give you peace. Um, I want to ensure you, assure you that the elders are working hard, they have already stepped up. Um, they're an amazing group of people. Um, with really full lives who have dropped everything um, to, to gather and to pray together and to engage in a discernment process of, about what to do next. Um, we're working together really well with the staff, thank goodness. Um, so we don't know exactly what's happening, but we want you to know, as much as we know, when we know it, we have decided not to put a full-out search on for a new lead pastor at this point. We are developing an interim plan and it's in the works. Um, And it's with anticipation that we look forward to maybe the best years of this church. So we want you to have confidence. Uh, One of our board members called it a holy confidence and Mm -hmm. that's what we want you to have in us. Um, I know that there will be a way for you to communicate with us to share your concerns or your questions or your input and that will be available to you shortly, so
0: yeah. Yeah, and what I've been so impressed by the elders is that there's not an anxiety or a scrambling. They see what I see in our staff team, particularly our ministry lead team, the capabilities and giftings. It's one of the things that's led me to so much peace is that it's not like we need to scramble to find good leadership, good teaching, good worship, good all, everything, it, it's just here. And that is one of the reasons where when I did that survey of our staff, our elders, our finances, it was like, wow, strangely, this could, this could be okay. This could be more than okay. Um, and as far as what you can expect as a plan is put together, I'm going to be around until the end of August. So there's no need to start something yesterday. Uh, I'm engaged with our staff. Uh, next week will be my last official preaching here on August 2nd. But I'm still going to be working behind the scenes through the rest of uh, the month of August to ensure that everything's going well, that uh, all the systems that we have in place uh, are as they should be, and that we can make the right handoff uh, when that interim plan comes, which will be sooner than later, Um, and we'll make sure to let you know that when that time comes. Um, Also, uh, for the next month, uh, as our Mars Hill pastors begin to prepare for the fall, uh, I've asked a few of my friends around the country Just to step in and to provide some high quality teaching they don't even have to fly here if you enjoyed sean palmer last week whom i just dear friend of mine people like sean across the country who are just saying yeah i'm available i have a few extra hours i'd love to pour into mars hill bible church for a sunday Um, as it turns out there's a lot of great gifts around the country that would love to at least bless us for a sunday and so uh, you'll hear some different voices and that's because a lot of our pastors are going to be doing some planning for the fall and what that's going to mean and to give them some time and some capacity Um, so in the autumn Um, In case you're wondering and want to continue to follow our story, um, my family and I will be moving to Charleston, South Carolina, where I'll be pastoring an Anglican church there. It's a local church that um, loves Jesus, is pursuing the kingdom, and uh, is called to be faithful to what it means to follow Jesus in our time. Um, And uh, it has been a tremendous honor. And I know that I'll be able to talk to some of you in person before um, our transition time, but it has been a tremendous honor to serve at this church. I love Mars Hill, I will always love Mars Hill. I will always pray for her and for the flourishing of this community. And so I make this move with great affection and hope this is not goodbye, but see you soon. And for those that want to uh, correspond over the next little bit, you can reach me at my email, which is reachaj@marshill.org. Again, reachaj@marshill.org if you wanna communicate. So um, before we invite Troy and Ashley up to pray, is there anything else that you would like to communicate before we before we move forward?
1: The only thing I would add is that we covet your prayers, um, each one of you. We ask that you pray for our leadership. You pray for us to see God in this. You pray that we hear the Holy Spirit moving um, and that we're um, diligent and um, follow through with everything. And if you can cover that with prayer, we'll feel it. And please continue to check for updates because we want to share everything that's going on. So I would just add that.
0: Beautiful. I want to invite two of the most trusted voices in our community that we've um, obviously all come to know and to trust and believe in. Uh, Troy Hatfield and Ashley Island are going to come and just pray over us as a community, the elders and what's coming forth for us. We believe that God wants to birth creativity, imagination, vision, and understanding and peace through prayer. And so join us as we pray as we lead forward uh, before we take the table this morning.
2: Um, Maybe this would be helpful Uh, for those of you who are at home or wherever you're watching. If we were in person, we would probably invite one another uh, to extend a hand as a way of aligning maybe our hearts and our spirits with our bodies. And so if you would consider that over these next couple of minutes as we pray for AJ, for our elders, for our community, for our staff, um, just uh, extend that hand. That might be a way of us uh, uniting ourselves together. And so we want to invite you into these couple minutes as Ashley and I pray. Ashley, we want to begin with first. Absolutely. We'll
3: begin by praying for AJ mm-hmm. and the Cheryl family. Father, I just imagine you're looking down right now and you are so pleased with the way that AJ has served your body. God, right now, I wanna pray for AJ, Elena, and Eloise as they prepare to make this transition, God. Lord, your word says that you are our strength and our shield, our hearts trust in you. God, I pray that the Cheryl family would continue to put all their trust and their hope in you, Lord, to lead the way. God, I pray that you would be AJ's strength as he comes upon these final weeks here at Mars Hill and prepares to love and serve and pastor well a new community, God. I pray a shield of protection over them by your Holy Spirit, God, that no harm would come to him. I pray for their mothers, God. I pray that as they are leaving one place, they would feel a sense of joy as they are in closer proximity to their mothers. God, would you protect them and bring them healing in Jesus' name. Lord, finally, I pray for this new community that AJ will be pastoring. God, we love them because they are your church and we are one body, and so we celebrate And we pray that your purpose set before this new community in Charleston, God, will be fulfilled, God. And so it is with joy that we pray for AJ and we thank you, thank you, thank you for the years of service he's had here and how he has impacted our lives, this church, and has put you at the center of this body, God.
2: God, I too want to pray for AJ and for Elena and for Eloise. And specifically, God, I pray in this season uh, that they would find deep rest. I pray that they would have an abiding sense of your presence. I pray you would confirm this call in the days when they potentially are questioning, do they make the right decision? Do they make the right move? Would you confirm in their hearts and their spirits this call? God, we pray that there would be quick and deep friendship for them in Charleston. I pray for A.J., the disciple, the husband, the father, the pastor, that you would strengthen him in each one of those areas. And God, we pray for undeniable encounters with this peace that transcends understanding, that the Cheryl family, would be overwhelmed with a sense of your presence, mm. your kindness, your goodness, and your love for them. We're grateful for these people, God. Thanks for the gift they have been to Mars God,
3: right now we want to pray for the elders. Yes. Yeah. God, thank you for these individuals, these men and women who love you so dearly. God, thank you first and foremost for calling them to serve our church in this way, God. Thank you for their wisdom. Thank you for their discerning decisions, God. And I pray, God, right now, that there would be a spirit of unity amongst them, now and going forward. As they make decisions on behalf of our church, with each and every person watching a part of our community in mind, God, and out of a love for you, for a desire to see your kingdom here on earth, God. Lord, I pray for each one of their families, God. I pray that in the space that they are making for extra meetings and prayer and decision-making, God, that you would abundantly bless their families and bring peace to each and every household, Lord. Mm. God, we thank you for them and we trust them, God. I pray that you would continue to give them this holy confidence in who you are and what you have in mind for the future of our church. God, would you bless them richly in Jesus' name? Amen.
2: And God, we want to pray for the staff of Mars Hill. We pray for vision and discernment and wisdom in this upcoming season. God, would you renew the joy and the passion that we have for the work that we have been called to do? Would be, we be more and more compelled with the mission and the vision of Mars Hill? Would you bring deep connection and unity among our staff? And God, would you give us endurance, endurance to run the race well that is set before us? And would you draw us deeper and deeper into your heart? Would we have a great sense that we are the branches, that you are the vine, and that apart from you, we Could can nothing. do nothing. Mm-hmm. Would you draw us deeper, God, into you? Mm-hmm. We're grateful for the work we get to do, and thank you for the call to serve this church.
3: God, finally, we pray for the community of Mars Hill Bible yes. Church. God, we pray that in this season, we would be a community that is known as a Jesus people for the sake of the world. That in this season of transition and going forward into the future, God, we would be known by our love. That we would be known as a people who trust you, God, who's in alignment and desires for your presence for more of you, Lord. So God, even in the questions and, and some of the wonderings about what happens next, God, may we not lose sight of who you are. Mm. Lord, you have brought us through. You are faithful. Yes. You are steadfast. Yes. You are loving. You are gracious. You are faithful, and you will continue to be so, God. Mm. And so, Lord, whether we're watching with our families or all by ourselves, may we sense your presence even now that you have not left us, God that you are for us, that you are with us as a community. And God, I pray that we would sense joy together as Mars Hill Bible Church for what you have for us in the future. Lord, we love you, and we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.